Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast. This is Christy. And this is Serena. And we're sharing how we've learned to see the gifts in the mess and the joys of life, because that's the whole point. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the show. Today we have a fun guest. We are interviewing Amy Meehan. Amy is a thriving wife, mother of five, and intuitive with a passion for people and contagious laugh that will lift your spirit and ignite your soul. She has an insatiable desire to grow and expand through her own focus on personal growth and self-awareness. Amy has found that her success with navigating the deep challenges of her life through sexual abuse, addiction, eating disorders, and clinical depression has been her loftiest credential thus far. So as a coach, Amy works in partnership with her clients in restoring hope and bringing dreams back to life. She invites you to rekindle your own spark of joy and ease and create the freedom you desire by releasing limiting beliefs false obligation to self and others, and fear of failure. She knows there's buried treasure in each of us and is excited to help you discover yours. And Amy is a friend of Christy and I's, and we're so excited for her to share with you today. Yeah. And Amy, let's just kick this off and let people get to know you a little bit. Where are where are you right now as we're talking to you? Well, I am actually in my home office, central Wisconsin, you know, where it's at. True. It's a true story. <laughs> where the cool kids are. Yeah. We had some sun today, so it's beautiful. <laughs> so did you do anything fun this morning in preparation for chatting with us or just to get your day off on the right foot? No, not really in preparation. Well, maybe, but, um, I've been on this workout jam, so I went and did a spinning class, Ooh. and that was fantastic. Oh, I didn't know you were doing spinning. I might have to hit you up on that. Mm. That sounds fun. I've never been a runner, but I think you get that runner's high from spinning. So, Oh, cool. So this kind of goes along with that, but what part of your daily routine right now are you loving? Maybe it's the spinning or maybe it's something else. It's definitely the the action part where I'm actually taking action and exercising daily. I mm. spent I spent the last couple of years definitely more um, meditating and just going inward, and now I feel like I'm more in the the demonstrate. So it's really fun. Now that you're doing that, Amy, what what do you feel the difference is? You were so inward focused, and now you're in this like physical action focus. What what are you seeing shifting in your life as you've done that? Well, everything. (laughs) You know, I I feel like we all have different seasons. And, you know, going inward, it was needed. And I had to I had to really do that for a season of meditation and actually kind of breaking away from social circles and Mm. um, different areas in my life. And kind of heal. And so now I feel like I'm getting to a place where I have really healed so much that I'm able to step into the the demonstration part and also the divinely inspired action 
So, yeah. I love that. I I keep getting this visual of like a butterfly emerging from its cocoon, basically after the transformation. Is that what it feels like? Absolutely. You know, the cocoon, they have, you have to be willing to eat yourself. That's what they do. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Well, I feel like we might need to touch on that a little deeper in the episode here. But before we go all the way into eating yourself, I'm wondering... I don't know where I can go with that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm wondering at this point, maybe there's like a particular best book you've recently read that you'd like to share with our audience as inspiration, or maybe a show you're watching or a YouTube channel that you're watching that you're finding really inspirational right now. Oh my gosh, I could go 50 different places with this, Christy. Um, so obviously I'm, so I'm in the, I'm in Jessica Allstrom's training coaching program. It's a year long, um, program that I'm, I'm actually eight months into. So I just devour all of her work to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as a book, the illusion of money is one that I started reading by Kyle Cease. So it's really, oh. yeah, it's really interesting. I'm only probably halfway through it, but I don't know if you've ever heard people refer to money as energy. Yeah, I do that. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's kind of breaking that concept down into bite-sized bits where you're better able to understand it because I could just, I could never really grasp it. So. Oh, I love that. What a good recommendation. Well, thanks, Amy. I feel like we know you a little better on a more intimate level, especially now that we know you're just come out of that season of eating yourself. Yeah. And Amy, so you're a quantum coach. So tell us more about that. What does that mean? Sure. Yes. And so, uh, like I had mentioned, Jessica Alstrom has, it's the quantum revolution. And basically quantum is, I love quantum because it's science. It seems like woo woo, but it's not. And it's actually really easy. I feel like the biggest barrier with, uh, quantum anything is how easy it is. It's so simple. It's stupid. So that's, that's one thing that I I think people struggle with a little bit. Isn't like quantum physics is a scientific study, right? Yes. Yep. Which is actually can be very complicated. Okay. So how does that, what is like quantum mean? Because what I understand in the science is it's like the study on the cellular level. Yes. Frequency and vibration. Okay. And so I guess to put it in a real basic way is one of the ways that you heal is by getting to a neutral place. Mm. And so oftentimes we have, well, you guys know as RTT therapists that it's what's playing in our subconscious or unconscious is what's actually creating our reality. And so as a quantum coach, we just come at it from that perspective in where we're going for those unconscious beliefs and finding a way to neutralize them. So you're not um, essentially magnetically pulling in all the things that you don't want into your life. So going, I mean, this kind of relates back to that book you were talking about as far as the illusion of money being about the energy of money. So you're basically doing the energy of healing. The quantum side of healing is this energetic piece. Is that what you mean by the magnetism of it? Absolutely. But I would say my passion is more for just creating an incredible life. Mm. Um, and, you know, having, having been stuck in a life that I didn't really want to live for so many years. So my passion is really to help people create whatever it is, you know, for them, because everybody is different. 
what are some of those things you see that people consider like a quality life, like this idea of having this better life? What, what kind of things are those things? Well, I think for a lot of people in this generation, it's freedom. And some people are chasing money and it's actually they're they're after freedom or some people are trying to be entrepreneurs because it's, they want the time freedom. I feel like that's, you know, that was one of my big ones. And I, I just see it throughout this in this next generation where they are demanding it and they're not going to do the status quo. They're not going to they're not going to do the nine to five because freedom is so important to them. And I think a lot of people are reaching for the energy healing aspect and the quantum healing because they've tried all the other things and it's not working like traditional ways. So this is right because law of attraction did not work for my benefit. I mean, it worked fantastic, but it was not what I wanted. And mm. it all had to do with the subconscious or unconscious beliefs that I carry. You know, those those vibrations, those things that are vibrating in my being from, <laughs> you know, from the time of conception till seven or, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't know what you guys think, you know, how long... You're really yeah, in that 12 is where you switch over. Yep. In that yeah. theta state where you are just a sponge absorbing all the belief systems of your parents, your siblings, and it just you're taking that on as absolute truth. Interesting. Okay, I want to dial back just like a couple seconds there. So what you're saying is law of attraction, where you're saying it wasn't working for you, it's because you were trying to attract things based on the belief structures you'd created as a kid from zero to seven or from conception to seven. Is that what you're saying? That's what I was attracting, but what I was mm. trying to attract was all in my conscious mind, like the vision boards or the affirmations. I feel mm. like you guys know, you know, when you do the RTT recordings, that's for as you're falling asleep and that's deliberate. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's a time where you're able to penetrate that unconscious and kind of reprogram. So, oh, so I guess the, the biggest thing I see and the, one of the biggest things I dealt with was a mixed bag of manifestation where everything was bittersweet. And so we're going to a place now where we don't have to have that. We can go to where we have a win-win. So tell me more about that. What do you mean by going to a place where it's a win-win? Give me a little bit more meat around that. Where you get the fantastic job and you don't have to give up your freedom or you get the beautiful mm. house and you can absolutely afford it and it doesn't cramp your lifestyle or you know you you buy the car and it runs perfect you don't have any trouble i just feel like so many people come from that place where they feel like they have to it's the bittersweet where something great happened and now they're waiting for the rug to be pulled out from under them and that's absolutely a belief system oh, so give me or give our listeners, me too, uh, a <laughs> nugget. Like, give us a little taster here of this, what it is you're finding to release or what the quantum part of that is that you're learning through Jessica's program and then also teaching to your clients or working with your clients on that take us from that bittersweet to basically neutrality and acceptance, I guess, would be the, mm -hmm. just the sweet side, right? Yes, absolutely. So one of the things that has helped me the most is and it's kind of like going into shadow work, but it's integrating what Jessica calls the me, myself, and I, or it can also be referred to as your ego, your inner child, and your higher self, or your, connect, okay. your connection with source. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is our ego is set up kind of as our guard dog. 
And so the ego actually ends up, I feel like the ego would be the cause of all your self-destruction. I'm not sure if you guys have ever experienced it where you kind of get to a place in your life where things are going really well, and then you start to Mm self-destruct. And so that's- Yeah. I mean, this is what I work with my clients on. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. And so that's the ego trying to protect you from the unknown. And also it's the ego trying to keep itself in a job. Uh, you know, and so we, we, <laughs> we get so addicted to the drama. So, you know, a big part of it was just accepting and loving the ego part of us and <sighs> just loving and allowing and accepting that it's doing the best it can. It's trying to protect us. It's, you know, it's part of us. And that has been so huge for me. And is that the part that brings the neutrality? It's the acceptance? It is. But there's also mm. your inner child. So you take the, the the higher self or your source energy is always integrated. It's always there. But you have to get to in or, the ego. You have to go. It, the inner child has to get to the ego through source to connect. And so I'm going to pause you just for a second, just for clarity's sake. When you say source, this would be like what other people are calling God or the universe. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. It's going to be Keep a going. creator. So this is the connection. This inner, this source is the connection between the ego and the inner child. Right. And in order for mm-hmm. the ego and the inner child to be able to communicate properly, they have to integrate. Mm-hmm. And so the thing with the inner child, and for me and my inner child was extremely damaged. And I mean, most people's inner child is an abuse you know, once you really sit down and look at it, I was very abusive to my inner child. And some of the ways to integrate that is to start playing and play can be very difficult for people. And I'm not talking about self-care. Self-care is one aspect, but play is different. And just really learning how to play again and learning to listen to my inner child and give her what she wants, which at times, and I think I may have shared this with maybe both of you at one time, I was looking at doing a pretty rigorous exercise routine. And I used to be able to plow through and really do things like that without trouble. But now as I've gotten older, I noticed when I was doing this boot camp, my inner child was basically crying on the inside, just saying, I don't want to do this. This is not fun for me. And for once in my life, I actually listened and it was amazing because I did end up finding, you know, a gym and exercise routine program that my inner child loves. Yeah, that's what I wanted to think when when you were talking about your exercise routine now, that's what I was thinking is like you did the inner work to allow you to do the physical activity in a healthy way instead of ignoring the inner and just beating your body into submission or, you know, what's so common in like how people treat their body. And I used to beat my body into submission and that's because my ego was really running the show. But you know, life has a way of kind of beating you down or should I say cracking you open. <laughs> and so that's, that's basically <laughs> yeah. what happened. And that's how I was able to surrender my ego and start to integrate it or even have a, have awareness that you even have an ego. Yeah. And I think exercise is just one area and such a good example, but it's how we do everything. You have to start with the inner work first. The inner work is crucial in, you know, in some people's eyes. I mean, I've been doing, I've done so much inner work. My husband would probably say that, you know, like enough already, (laughs) but 
you know, I just kind of, <laughs> I, I just kind of kept following the breadcrumbs and now it's finally leading me back into those kind of 3d physical reality based uh, applications that are now manifesting and creating the body I want, the energy I want, the life I want. Amy, when you talk about 3D, can you explain like 3D, 2D, 5D, well, what all those are? <laughs> so 3D is basically, you know, our physical reality, what we see. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think And of. so, and we're moving into a place of 5D, which is much more malleable. But what we want to do is we want to step out of 3D and create in our imagination, our unconscious, and then come back in and project and create in reality the life that we want. So is that like popping from 3D? So this idea of 5D, is that the imagination and then back into 3D? Or Absolutely. I'm trying to... Pr- Absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, like we would be in more of a 5D, a 5, 6, 7D consciousness. So where we have a lot more awareness. And it's mm-hmm. not... And this comes from healing? Is that what you're saying? It's not good or bad. Right. Mm. So this idea of like... D stands for dimensions, Mm -hmm. right? This idea of dimensions. So would you say that, as you say, everything's changing and we're moving from 3D to 5D. So as the world is progressing, is that what you're getting at? Like we're coming to an age and an evolution of basically consciousness? Absolutely. And less dense, Ah. less dense. It's bringing we're able to, we're able to bring and absorb more light into our bodies we could go really deep on this. I mean, God is light, Yeah, you know, light, light, yeah. is, light is information. Yeah. And so we're kind of lightening up, I guess, essentially. And not everybody is, I mean, not everybody wants to, and that's mm-hmm. okay. It's, you know, allowing people to be where they, where they want to be. I think this is the part that's following the science, the quantum physics science that they're discovering like more and more every day is that it's all energy and thought and vibration and, and vibration and it's not solid it's not. like 3D things that we physically have to move it's the idea of like you're saying imagining it and thinking about it and on an atomic level that changes reality and then people just applying that to well if it applies to science why not apply it to healing absolutely so it's like we're entering the matrix. Is that right? We're finally catching up with Keanu at this well, point? At, Is that what I'm hearing? We're actually exiting the matrix. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Give me a framework around well, that because I'd work well in visuals and comparisons. We're unplugging. We're unplugging from it. We're waking up inside the matrix and we're, we're oh. unplugging. We're removing. So then normal 3D rules don't have to apply. Ooh. You know? Okay. Now I need... A tangible example of what that means in your life that where you have seen normal 3d rules not applying do you ha- do you have something like oh, that gosh christy you put me on the spot i guess what I, a good analogy that i've heard that i like to use is you're going from so 3d would be an ice cube and then you're going from the ice cube you're melt into water and then into steam and then the steam can be reformulated into whatever shape it wants mm. So it can go back and be an ice cube again, or it can be something else. Is that what you're saying? Right. It, or it never goes back to the ice cube. It becomes like a bird well, when, or when, a tree. That kind yeah, of when you're steam, you can choose, okay, well, what what do I want to create? What do I want to be now? Mm, interesting. Wow. So the work that you do 
with this integration or this, I don't know what you would even call it, this truce between the ego and the inner child, this allows for this 5D ice cube to steam in someone's life. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great synopsis, Christy. And there's, there's many different modalities that I I use, but I feel like that's a good starting place for most people is you have to integrate the ego and the inner child in order to move forward. Because otherwise, that's like step one, step one, otherwise you deal with the self-destructing and the Mm. self-destruction is absolutely unconscious, you know, that just leaves them in a real helpless position until they're aware of what's kind of what, what's happening behind the scenes. Gotcha. And I love that you do both because a lot of times people focus on one or the other. Right. Absolutely. I don't know that there's a particular order, but um, I feel like I focused on the ego first and, and then I was able to access the inner child once the ego was out of the way. I wonder if some people don't start from a place where they're too into the play, the inner child piece, and they've been rejecting something else. Does, sure. Do you ever see that? Or have you heard about that? Absolutely. You could be out of balance okay. either way. Gotcha. It, it kind of depends on your, your childhood as well. Mm. So Amy, what brought you to this work? Just my life. I went through a season of life where I was very devoted to Christianity and the Bible. And there's, you know, there's so many amazing stories in the Bible, but yet I felt like no one could really explain certain things to me, which also limited my, the application in my life. I think that's where so many people are at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so some of it, you know, it's like, you know, asking it is given or, you know, it's like all these different scriptures that I memorized and knew, but I wasn't seeing the fruit like, like I thought I should have. So I actually heard a preacher talking about quantum physics one day, which is very rare, or at least it it was at the (laughs) time. And I felt like my mind exploded and it gave me permission to explore this science that I feel like a lot of Christians are just ignoring. And so it just kind of started me on that Mm -hmm. rabbit trail. And, you know, I just kept going, just fascinated with the, the mysteries in life and the unknown and just different things that I had learned that I didn't have answers to. So I guess it's just being very inquisitive. Hey, it's Christy and Serena here just popping in to let you know we would love to chat with you. We both offer free consultations with no obligations. If you've ever wondered if working with one of us might be the right next thing for you, hop over to our websites, serenatalbot.com and christybartelt.com. And if you've been listening for a while and you don't know who you'd like to work with, you can set up a call with both of us and we can't wait to talk with you. Now back to the show. And also Mm. always looking to better myself and looking for shortcuts, you know, not wanting to suffer and then not wanting other people to suffer. You know, you you guys know, as soon as I learn something new, I just want to like puke it out on everybody. So (laughs) keep, keep puking, Amy. We love it. (laughs) And that's what you were able to apply to your own life. So it was like, you were looking for answers in your own life for, like you said, the things that you struggled with your childhood and And that's what led you here. And you got those answers you were looking for. Absolutely. It's really, it's all, it's kind of, it's self-focused or at least it should be. 
you know, you have to focus on healing yourself before you can help anybody else. And then what I've found is the people that I am helping are just a few steps behind me. <laughs> so, you know, you learn, you integrate, and then you teach. Yeah, absolutely. I don't- and there's, I mean, such a, like, it's like a flood of information too, that everybody has access to now. Right. So- but you're only going to hear what resonates with you. I know. I think it's so funny because I've known you for years, Amy, and I don't, I haven't resonated toward the quantum as much, though I know for sure the concepts affect what I do with rapid transformational therapy. But yeah, we, we resonated with the thing that related most to us and it's fascinating and I love it. I love it because there's a lot of similar concepts and the bottom line is it works Yeah. Yeah. And I think, Serena, I think you operate more out of faith. And I, like my ego, I think was pretty big. And so I was always asking (laughs) those why questions, like the why and the how. And that's very typical of your ego is egos want to know why and how. But that's what made me fascinated with quantum physics was because I felt like it gave me some answers that uh, nobody else could give me. Did it feel like it almost satisfied a bit of that egoic questioning so that you could lean into the trust? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say you had a bigger ego than me, but I can see that. <laughs> you're definitely more well, this is how this is how Amy and I operate. Like she she like digs deep and I'm like, okay, give me the cliff notes. I'll I'll use that. Like, and it works really well. I know. And you're always like I love it. Five steps ahead of me. So <laughs> funny. I love and then what brings you the most joy in your work? Oh my gosh. I, there's so many things. One of the biggest things that I've dealt with in my life is codependency. And I really get so much satisfaction out of teaching people how to not be codependent and just to really tap into their inner, their intuition themselves and just learn how to trust, trust themselves, you know, just helping people get that connection with themselves. That's awesome. I love it. What is your mission or vision for where you're going? Well, you know, one of the things is in the, one of the things that Jessica teaches is you want to give your ego everything it's ever wanted. So I'm in the process of doing that and just creating a life that I absolutely love. And then in turn, helping others do the same. That's interesting. So Part of this is also accepting the wants of the ego. That's the truth, and right? And the inner child. And the inner child. Mm. Yep, absolutely. So I think we spend so much time judging the ego. Oh, you know, so much self, time. And oh the self judgment throws you right back into that loop. It keeps you on the hamster wheel. Yeah. Self judgment yeah. is probably the hardest thing to let go of. I'm sure you deal with that. I, yeah. It's like, that's the bread and butter of RTT is making sure that, you know, let's love ourselves, guys. So we don't need to be arguing with our own ego about stuff. There's other things you could be doing. Absolutely, Seriously. And when I think give the ego whatever it wants, I feel like I think of world domination. Like, what is your ego? (laughs) I'd like to hear more about Serena's ego ego at this point. Yeah, right, you guys. But I'm like, ooh, do we want to give the ego what it wants? Absolutely. So what is that? Absolutely. Well, my ego still wants all the things, you know, not at the cost of my internal peace and quality of life, but you know, I still have to, I have to, it's like, you have to negotiate with your ego. 
Like, you know what? We're, we're going to do this. We're going to do this nine to five and it's going to get us this and that, but eventually we're going to where we're going to have a lot more time freedom, you know? So it's kind of just like negotiating with your ego in order to, you know, help it help create what you want. So I think this is an excellent question, Serena and Amy, I'm going to go even a level deeper here because you mentioned your past Christian ex- Christian experience. So this idea of giving the ego everything it wants, the first thing that pops into my mind from my upbringing is this big word, and you probably hear it coming, sin. Yeah. So what's the difference between sin and actually negotiating with and allowing your ego to have what it wants? Well, I guess I feel like you're coming from a place of thinking that the ego only wants bad things. Yeah. So let's go into that. So what, tell me more about that. Is that fear that people fear that the ego is only after world domination or, or, you know, lustful pursuits or whatever? Absolutely. And what you focus on expands. And so then, you know, fear creates more fear. I feel like that would have been a good question for me in my twenties, Christy, because now my, my ego wants mostly... (laughs) (laughs) my ego, my ego wants pretty noble, healthy pursuits at this point in my life. So So I, and here, I think this is it, Amy, and I'm going to float, I'm going to float an idea. And I want you to tell me if you think it's, if it's got any validity. Okay. So the idea is you were unhealed in your twenties, right? You had these wounds from childhood, from conception to seven, and then that were reinforced then even beyond that. And then now you've healed. And as you've healed, you're able to listen to your ego, almost like with curiosity or like hear it, hear it side of things, but it doesn't want those same unhealed things because you're operating from this different perspective, this different dimension, really. Is that Absolutely. Okay. So you don't dominate the world as long as you've healed your crap. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that an integrated ego doesn't want domination, I guess. Would be a good way of putting it. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Because domination is like that idea of dominating other people so that we have our power back. But if you're integrated, you have your own power already. Right. And you live in a place of neutrality, neutrality and fearlessness. Mm -hmm. That's where the power is. The word sin means miss the mark. And that's pretty much what you just explained. Like it's a misguided, wounded ego, you know? That wants world domination. <laughs> Serena's does. Mine wants ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Serena, you keep taking us back to world domination. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. The same ego healed, yeah, just wants a bowl of ice cream or a nap or whatever. Yeah, you know, and that's part of the process is allowing that especially for people with um, food addictions or any type of addiction where you're allowing yourself to go into that addiction, but this time you're going in with awareness. And so you're kind of stepping out and you're watching this unfold. Okay. So now I ate the chocolate cake. How do I feel? What type of guilt is coming up? Am I judging that guilt? How does my body feel? Am I really tired? You know, awareness is a really powerful thing. And that's the energy, right? That's the yeah. quantum piece is the awareness, the energy you're putting. And then to, okay. neutralize it. It neutralizes that. So it neutralizes all of that yucky negative vibration or that resistance when you're trying to resist that chocolate cake. And then you end up eating the whole cake. I've <laughs> never, never been there yet. myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so fascinating because energetically and scientifically, we know 
that guilt and shame and fear, I mean, they can measure the energy of that and it's a low vibration and it's not good. And then you're switching it up. Like Christy and I talk about curiosity, like what's going on and observing and you're automatically at a higher energetic level. And then you can more easily go to like Absolutely. love, right? Absolutely. Which is the most healing. Love would yeah, be light, right. correct? Love would be that light right. that you're talking about. Okay. And I feel like with all of us with religious upbringings, you would go, curiosity would instantly evoke fear, or at least it did in, in the circles I was in, where you couldn't be too curious. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had a Serena actually did a session on me, and it was that was it, like this fear of questioning, right? This fear of like asking questions and, and not getting the answers because you're not supposed then, to question. Yeah. So, yeah then you I get boxed that. in, you box yourself in, <laughs> you put, you're in your own, you, you put yourself in your own jail cell with the door open, mm-hmm. but you don't leave. Yeah. And I think there's this huge movement of people who are ditching religion because they want to ditch that shame. They're like, I'm looking at my issues and I'm working on healing and this isn't serving me. Hating myself is not serving me. It's not helping. I'm not getting anywhere. And so even though that's not the essence of the Bible or like what Jesus did, it's kind of this institution that so many people are moving away from and actually moving toward God and healing. It's crazy to me as I kind of look at it in a, as a in the big picture. Absolutely. And so what I had to do, Serena, you've always questioned things. You, you've been way better at that than me, but so it's just, I had to stop doing things out of obligation. So it was, so I started looking at, well, first of all, codependency and what it was, and then recognizing it in my life, in all areas of my life, and then doing things out of obligation or making decisions out of fear. And then that's where I re- things really started breaking down for me. And I was able to see how I was operating in just really dysfunctional, unhealthy belief systems. But I also had to get to a place where I felt really safe and secure with God or my creator. And I, I couldn't have done that until I was, you know, to that place where I felt safe. Yeah. That's, this is a, such a fascinating conversation, Amy. Thank you so much for coming on. So as we have looked at kind of, I feel like we've really fleshed out a really good understanding, at least for myself, of kind of what it is you do when you're working with people. But why don't you tell me what what are the main reasons someone would come and work with you? Like we've talked about this codependency. What are they showing up with? Like what's this first thing? What's the what's the instigator or the catalyst? Well, often it's going to be why like why isn't the law of attraction working? <laughs> you know, why am I not mm. able to create my reality? the way I want it to be? Why do I pray and my prayers are not answered in the way I expect? So when someone comes to you with that or whatever, you know, whatever other aspect of that, they come to you, what does it look like to work with you in this quantum coaching? Well, it just starts with, you know, you just start with the basics. It's just taking that ice cube and melting it and also allowing the ego or the inner child to take us where we need to go and just allowing the process. So do you do what I know you had mentioned earlier, like these different modalities you use. So is it like, um, are, is somebody on the phone with you? Nope. Are they on like a yep. Zoom call? All of like it. A, so I don't, I don't typically see people in person, but over Zoom or I can do them on the phone. For the most part, it's going to be Zoom. 
when you see when a person comes to see you like working with you do you have like a particular protocol like you always start with like a questionnaire and then where they want to go and then you do like a a sequence of events or does it just unfold as they as the coaching goes along it really depends on the person there's a couple modalities that Mm. i've learned through jessica one of them is time travel and the other one would be a two-point quantum healing and a few different areas. One of the things that I like to walk people through is her warrior training, which is kind of, yeah. Tell me about that. So the warrior training kind of breaks down the, um, the victim and the perpetrator cycles that we have in our lives. And so Christy, you actually were influential with me when I did our RTT session was the first time I actually recognized my victim Um, cycle that I was stuck in and it looped throughout my entire life. And so this Mm -hmm. class kind of breaks that down. And then I just act as a mirror for people. You know, that's what we are. We're mirrors where, where they're holding space and reflecting, you know, it's not like we're a life coach. Isn't going to give you answers. We're going to help extract and pull those answers Mm -hmm. out of you and then reflect back onto you. And often, you know, sometimes I don't know if you notice when you have a a conversation in person, sometimes just the inflection of someone's voice or the, the way their eyes, or maybe they looked sideways at you, that can trigger things in you. And those triggers are the things that we want to heal, integrate, neutralize, and extract, so to speak. That's fascinating. So what kind of, who should and shouldn't work with you in this capacity? People that Ideal clients for me are people that are just tired of status quo and they are ready to get from point A to point B. The people that should not work with me are people that are really attached to their victim story, you know, and wanting to stay in that place. Where they would just want you to save them, like you do the work and you help them. It's that codependency, yep, and in, in, in just looking for answers or, um, you know, just wanting kind of that psychic type of reading, which creates codependency. Mm. I mean, those, I, I feel like there's a place for all those things. Everybody needs training wheels for a season, but then it's the people that really are wanting to come out of that and wanting to you stand on their own two feet. How long would I work with you if I signed up? Or what a person. That really depends. So that's why I like to do, I like to interview my, my clients beforehand and kind of see what they're dealing with. You know, what are their, their core wounds and just get an idea. Um, Jessica's programs used to be three months and now she's actually with her teacher trainers doing a year, but typically three months is a really good starting place. And is, is that three months of like weekly coaching or week. twice Typically a month or a group coaching? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's weekly. Okay. So, and then you check in on the integration. Absolutely. Is that how that works? And then also there are the classes <gasps> that um, I do in partnership with Jessica. She has the, the classes that she's created. The two that I work the most with are warrior training and then the I am workshop. So warrior would be more of the starting point. And then the I am workshop is walking mm-hmm. through the chakra systems and doing integration with each chakra. But it's, um, it's next level. You know, it's not something that you want to jump into if you haven't integrated your ego and your inner child and, you know, really kind of done a lot of that healing first. So it's like first coaching and then these group classes. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, gotcha. It's, you know, it's kind of a la carte. It's it's whatever the person needs, where where they're at, what they're ready for, what they can afford. You know, you just kind of work with people where they're at. Mm. I love that it has that fluidity. So it's actually meeting again somebody's needs. You're not doing more work than they need or less. That's they're able to. You kind of assess right. it as you go. And it sounds also like not sugarcoated. You know, if someone thinks that one session is going to, you know, transform their life. You know, just just being realistic with people. Gotcha. So we didn't, you know, you weren't prepared for this. So if there isn't anything there, but is there like a little takeaway nugget, something somebody could do an at-home practice, just something small to start getting to know their ego or their inner child? Absolutely. Listening. And it's that, that awareness, just awareness. So when you're going, so for instance, someone that's caught in addiction, you know, just listening to themselves as they're reaching for that cigarette, you know, is there, is there a lot of self-judgment? Is there, you know, loathing or is there fear? Like, I'm never going to be able to quit. I'm going to get sick and die of cancer. So I feel like the first step is awareness and just paying attention to your thoughts. Mm. And then you can kind of put them into the different categories. Like, oh, I think that's my ego or that is definitely my inner child. Mm. Is there a nuance between the vo- like the the voice of that? Is there a nuance that you can see? Or maybe you can see it more in clients when they're talking. But do you find there's a nuance between the voice of your ego and the voice well, the of your inner child? The ego is always asking like why and how, and the inner child mm. just wants to play. Like the inner child just wants to eat ice cream, or you know the inner inner child just yeah. wants to watch Netflix and chill you know, the ego is going to be the one kind of throwing the guilt and shame all over that inner child and saying, you know, go do wow. kind of the hustler. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Amy, thank you for being with us today and telling us about your amazing quantum coaching that you do. How can people get in touch yeah. with you? So the best way to reach me right now is just through email. And that's mehancoaching at gmail.com. M-E-E-H-A-N coaching at gmail.com. Wonderful. Thank you for being with us today. And thanks thanks for for listening. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time. 